Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. At the coffee shop again, Glenn, what up? Man, I love the coffee shop. I'm, I've got, I still have a lot of coffee here. I mean, a lot to talk about. You got like a big Yeti. What is that? Like two gallon jug? What's going on? That's. Nah, are, are you still drinking that high powered, caffeinated, over caffeinated stuff, or is that just straight up coffee? No, this is straight up coffee. I. Um, oh, you went old school. Oh, you mean the uh, bullet coffee? Yeah, I was drinking? yeah, oh, yeah. I love that stuff. But I started drinking this drink, and, and we're not sponsored, you know, by by this uh, beverage at all. But I started drinking Celsius, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is like six cups of coffee. And <laughs> and literally, I, I think I had like three or four a day this week. Uh-huh. It's not not good for me. Can I ask you a question? Would you pass the sobriety, the roadside sobriety test with having eight shots of coffee in you? I think it's almost oh, like, I'm okay, I mean, I'm I've okay. never done crack or Coke, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm telling you what, I mean, that's what I imagine. And uh, and so I've decided to stop stop drinking that stuff. It just tunes me up too much. It yeah. it's almost changes like my chemical nature. Right. So I... But yeah, so I have a mild, general, My, medium, you're black. So, you're so old school, man. You're like a comfortable slipper. I know, man. What's up? Hey, we got a table for wait. Wait for it. We got a table for four this morning. I love table for fours. Yeah, usually um, we do table for threes, but we got a special two week, uh, two week, uh, two parter happening here. Part so. one, part two. Part huh? one, part two. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Let, let, let's rock. Yeah. So. Um, you know, let me kind of cue this up. A couple of weeks ago, maybe maybe a month ago now, or so Karen uh, and Bruce uh, spoke in an open breakfast meeting uh, at our home uh, uh, group of uh, Mokina Fellowship, and uh, they spoke out there, and I was just—it was such a great share because I heard my story from somebody else's lips, and and I felt their pain, and I shared in the victory that they're living right now and <laughs> bruce is probably going to say hey life is all bells and roses here but not all the time not all the time but anyway you got bruce and uh karen in the studio with us today welcome in the karen welcome bruce and, thank you thank you and uh we're just so grateful to have you guys with us and the really interesting part about this glenn and i was super excited when i called you after the breakfast to tell you this is that um so so bruce is on is on the silver path journey with mm-hmm. us um in the rooms of aa and then um Boom. karen yes and then karen is involved on the uh in the in the journey of Elanon. Mm-hmm. and uh and i just you know i i've never been to an Elanon meeting where karen's there thursday nights do you ever go to thursday nights i go to, I go to sundays so work full-time so sundays are a good time for me sundays are a better time for you yeah so i went to a thursday night Elanon meeting and I, we were talking before, yeah. We were talking before the uh, coffee started. The persona of Al-Anon is is you know the street brand is like oh people just get around and beef about the drunks you know, um, and boy I went to a couple of Al-Anon meetings because I've got an alcoholic in my life too. It's so not that right, and um, and and so we're we're going to be excited to explore that over the next couple of weeks. I know I can't wait so. My alcoholic journey is <clears throat> probably ninety nine point five percent AA, and mm-hmm. I probably have a point five percent understanding of Al Anon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have never been to an Al-Anon meeting. Mm. I think I'm immediately putting that on my list of, right? of oh. cool stuff to do. And you got because go. I, th- I think it's good to learn. Yeah, and you know what? Just like an AA meeting, there's probably good ones and bad ones. So, you know, my recommendation to the new guy in the path to sobriety is: if you go to a bad meeting, then either something's wrong with you, but I don't go there, or just go to a different meeting. There's th- thousands of meetings, hundreds of thousands of meetings online, offline. There's no reason you can't find a good meeting, right? And so one of, yeah, the same. one of the things I'm, and, and I'm looking forward to embracing that more because I have a sponsee whose wife is going through Al-Anon and, mm-hmm. and I just, it will help me understand the dynamic better. And I'm like how you described, I thought, Oh yeah, you know I thought the bull the 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 target was going to be on the alcoholic's chest, and oh, yeah. it's all their problem, and all they do is complain and moan and groan mm-hmm. of how perfect their life would be if their alcoholic wasn't in their life. Right. You right. Know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. about reality, Bruce and Karen. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought what, the way we break it down is um, Bruce, uh, because you know we're we've been in the rooms now you know that sunday morning open breakfast he so he's from the rooms and we thought maybe we'd share a little bit about his journey and and see how how it intermingles with families getting through this because it was a challenge for my family to get through it but but my what was my role you know and it really i was the cause my choices were the cause of a lot of the scenario consequences <clears throat> right the consequences <clears throat> of my drinking so yeah so bruce you want to tell us a little bit about your journey and yeah absolutely um my journey started in 2007 and uh march 21st mm-hmm. of uh, 2007 so i'm coming up on 17 years of sobriety and well, let uh, me just park there for a second yeah. wow wow and wow i you know when i first came in to sobriety that that, that just the concept of that kind of time sober would blow me away because I didn't think I could get 20 days. Yeah, I had the same feeling when I first came into sobriety and people said I had one year or five years or anything above that. I was like, I'm concentrating on 20 minutes at a time. Right. And literally, wow. the, my first couple days, week was I just got to focus on the next 20 minutes because if. The next 20, people say 24 hours at a day program, mm-hmm. that was too big of a concept for me. I couldn't. I love that. I couldn't yeah. think that far ahead. And if I did, just like today, if I project into the future, it brings me anxiety because sure. it's unknown it's and totally. I fear it. You know, and if I go back in the past, I get depression because of the things that I did to people. Right. Kind of bums me out, you I, know, when I think about it. So it I was very that. important for me to at first live 20 minutes at a time. I'm mm-hmm. just going to survive these 20 minutes and not drink and and focus on the, the real issue, which was me. It wasn't the alcohol was, you know, the alcohol is just a symptom of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself you still know? kind of living by that 20 20- 20 minute uh, cycle. Oh, no, no, or, or no. You, do you I, go I back to it occasionally and go, oh, I just need to get through the next 20 minutes. We're, I've rarely. We are now up to 40 minutes, Mike. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I've rarely had that. I, I, I could say that I, I'm pretty good at living in the moment. And, oh, wow. And uh, I just, if I, if I ever do get overwhelmed, I'm like, you know, just make it through today. There you go. I don't even, you know, I, I don't regress and go all the way back to the. 20-minute management program, mm-hmm. but uh, I do re- recall yeah, I how shaky sure. that was, not only physically and emotionally mm-hmm. for me, just to survive 10, 15, 20 minutes at a time at the very Love beginning. Love it. You know, so I, uh, you know, I started off with uh, with drinking, 
and I, I broke my leg in 2004 in a car accident. I shattered mm. my femur, mm. and I work in the medical field, so I had access to all kinds sure. of narcotics. You were your own pharmacy. I was my own pharmacy and had a lot of doctor friends writing me scripts right. for pain meds besides my regular doc. Sure. You know, so I basically had a bowl of M&M yeah. narcotics, and yeah. I found myself, got I got addicted to those. Sure. So not only did now I have an alcohol issue, mm -hmm. now I got a narcotic issue on mm -hmm. top of it. And uh, it, it it is a progressive disease. If you don't treat it, it progressed. Right. It got worse. So, so I need to jump in. I may have missed it. So Karen and Bruce, were you guys together through all this time? Yes, okay. we were. Right, we were. Yeah, we've been married 34 years. There we go. Of July, so we've been together through the whole thing, you. you know. And um, when does the book come out? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. The Netflix documentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That, that would be nice. But we've been together through the whole thing, and uh, I don't think uh, she. We had a. I, I hate to say it, but we had a little bit of a unique situation. I don't think she was really cognitive of what was going on with me because I worked. 11 in the morning to 11 at night mm -hmm. i'd come home say hi to her and then i would jump on the bandwagon sure. all, night, all night right yeah you know right. and then and she's she would, sleeping right, right. And she would go to leave in the morning go to work yeah and of course you're comfortably passed out so or you're or getting there or, getting or i'd there, stay right. up all night doing sure. stuff because i was all hyped up and you know intoxicated mm. and impaired and uh you know she would Either I'd be up and I'd say goodbye to her, or I'd be just laying down and mm -hmm. say goodbye to her. And right. no idea. Yeah, she. Right. I think she, she might have had an inkling, and I think the inkling was my behavior mm -hmm. in between my yeah, the, the episode, episodes sure. of drinking was the person and the characters, the character def defects that I had mm -hmm. were becoming more and more aware. Like, who's this guy I married? <clears throat> He's not the same guy that. You know, right. I I, I so wanted Karen, to get in involved. So with Karen, this. you were seeing you were seeing his progression. Right, I would see an escalation in his behavior. Like he'd want to uh, he'd want to argue about things. He'd, he'd say, "Oh, you don't love me," and it would be like eleven o'clock or about twelve o'clock when he'd come home midnight. And I'm like, "Well, I, I have to get up in four and a half hours," and um, I really wasn't looking to t discuss our love life. At, yeah, right. <laughs> at right. midnight, you know, I was just like, "Why is this becoming such a?" And his behavior would be more and more progressive and aggressive. And I'm just like, "Why is this going on uh, in our in in our relationship?" And it was we at the time we had a, we have one child, mm -hmm. and he was like eight or nine at the time, and it was, so we're ju really juggling our work lives with our family life. I would you know take Cody to our um, to, to the family that cared for him in the morning pick him up when i get off at work and and so it was all kind of ships in the night mm -hmm. family type of stuff and i just this behavior was just becoming more and more aggressive he'd come home and he'd be very volatile about his work day and he was always you know he was a, a strong leader at work because he's very smart mm -hmm. and people look to him for leadership but he'd come home and he's like yeah i blasted this person and I'm just like, wow, yeah. you know, why, you know, and I, and so I. So were you connecting the dots, if I could, were you connecting the dots to drugs and alcohol? I was, I didn't, I'm going to just say, I didn't really pull it all together at the time. At yeah. the time, I was just like, what is going on with him? And then I saw that he was becoming more and more um, dependent on narcotics. Okay. And it was escalating where okay. he was seeking more. And I was, and, you know, it was like just becoming more prevalent right. like he needed more and more and more and i think the other thing was is that like i said it progressed for me and, mm -hmm. I, and I worked in the medical field and sure 
It was just so. I got sick of drinking, like the volume. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, uh, I would drink wine when mm-hmm. she went to bed, you know, a bottle or two. Mm-hmm. And then I just got sick of that. And I finally figured out one day, hey, mm-hmm. I have access to medical grade alcohol. And That's I started right. injecting it. Mm. So I would get home at 11, go into the bathroom, inject a bunch of alcohol. And I was drunk before the needle hit the ground. See, that is something that I have never mm. tried. Yeah. Well, you, you got to be in the medical field yeah, to get it. I mean, I, <laughs> until no. today, I mean, now I'm like, that's the answer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, you can't like, you right. can't smell it on them. No, yeah. I'm you, like, you know, you don't see them drinking. You're not you know? spilling it, right? I'm not. <laughs> there's not the a thousand bottles, bottles right? Oh, there's oh, not a thousand like bottles. That's the answer. So I think that's why she wasn't really cognitive of what. Sure, because the evidence going on. But the behavior was. The clues, the for right, sure, right. was yeah. in how I, how it's changing, and I never, and I think, in the Al-Anon point of view, that they they pick up on the behavior unless yeah. it, the drinking's obvious. Yeah, right. But the behavioral changes, and those behavioral changes that she was picking on, picking up on, mm-hmm. were my character defects. Yeah, right. That's what they were. You I'm being be, an ass. That's right. Just to, and right. they were exasperated. Right by the alcohol, drug use, or the withdrawal from that in between. Right, and the highs. way the way yeah. that it becomes cyclic in the, in the sure. family, our our family is, she's codependent, and I'm exacerbating her behavior because sure. of my drinking and my character defects. Yeah. So now we have a cycle going on. Yeah. Unless one of us break it, it ain't no Norman Rockwell, is it? No, no, it it's that. not going to go smooth. You no, know, so right. eventually. I just came to the conclusion of, one, I'm going to destroy my family, or I'm going to kill myself. Uh, and either yeah. option, I'm not up to doing. Right. You know, so I got into I, I went into rehab. So can can I, I yeah. can you just park at the moment, though? Yeah, absolutely. Just park at that moment where you said enough is enough. Or what, what was your what was your eye-opening moment where you said, where you made that pivotal change? That surrender, if you will. Um, I think it came like in progressive behavior, like over a week. In a week's time, I, I, I was literally driving my son, who was a little boy, mm-hmm. and he. But I would purposely place him directly in back of me, mm-hmm. so he couldn't see what I was doing while I was driving. And while I was driving, I would manage the steering wheel with my knees. And be injecting alcohol at the same time, mixed with narcotics that I wow. was stealing from work, yeah. you know, because of being in the medical field. And I and I would run into periods of I'm overdosing. Then I would reverse myself with Narcan, yeah, get violently oh my ill, gosh. and then an hour later, I'm reinjecting again. Right. And I and that was like th- that's when it came to this is crazy. I am. So you're in a driveway, you're in your living room. I'm driving down the street. You're driving and you're saying, this is crazy. I'm like, you know. Yeah, right. I don't want my kid to see me doing this. And, and, you know, over a period of time, probably within a week, I probably OD'd like three or four times and reversed it myself. And I was like, death is at the door. This is coming. You know, it's so funny. If I could just back up here. You know, at the beginning of your story, it's like, 
Well, yeah, so I, I just was like, wine. I'm like, oh, right. this guy's a softball. <laughs> well, this guy's a softball. He's a, yeah, just about a couple of bottles of wine. alcohol. Oh, he's man, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's serious stuff. And, yeah. and I love I love what you said at the very beginning because you just painted the picture. You didn't start doing that on day one. It's progressive. Oh, progressive. yeah, It's absolutely. progressive. You don't start at the end. You, you, you work your way to it. You and, know? I, and I should have realized it when I was young because everything that i um did i abused and i had cycles of abuse i when i was young right. and in high school i abused alcohol right. i started drinking in seventh grade during the school day right. i would hide alcohol out in the bushes mm. i did that for a while then went to high school and did the drinking thing and then i went to college and got into cocaine mm -hmm. then i started abusing anabolic steroids you know, so I everything I touched, Touch you abuse. I abused. Yeah. I really abused it, and uh, so, you know, and I go through these cycles, and then, you know, once I got in the medical field, I got free access to whatever I want, and I know I'm an alcoholic, and things are accelerating, and alcohol got to the point where I could drink a ton, and it wasn't doing much for me. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and I didn't like to drink the volume, and that's how I got. Can I in, ask a crazy question? You know, what are you What are you embracing today? What's your What's your drug of choice today? What right? Because if I'm I'm habitual, like I've got right, I've got these speakers in my home office, right, and and so I always got to get bigger ones and better ones, and then I got to upgrade the then I got to <clears throat> I got to upgrade the tuner, and then I need to get the, uh, the better model that just came out, right? So I still have those tendencies. I think I put them into a healthier stuff, but do you find you still have those tendencies? I do, but they're kind of bizarre because yeah. I might my biggest. Uh, concern on a daily basis is the love of my family uh, that's my biggest obsession is boy you beat my I, speakers I, there i, I just <laughs> want to shame. how do you feel about I, those speakers yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. i don't care yeah, i was materialistic i went yeah. through that i went through that phase yeah. i got yeah. I, I went through it with tools i bought okay, i got yeah. like every tool there is and so you're saying I, I, there's a chance for me to come around yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. keep coming back Mikey. the good thing yeah. is the good thing is on the other side of the flip coin recovery if you work it is also progressive absolutely right you know what i mean so yep you That's can get fantastic. to the point of love and tolerance, and when I really think about it, what what is the most, I think one thing to pick out in sobriety, to mm -hmm. help you through sobriety so you have a nucleus to work on, is mm -hmm. you have to decide as an individual what is the most important thing to you. Narrow it down to one thing. My sobriety. Mine wasn't my sobriety. It was my family. Yeah. And my, I mean, you know, because... Because I, I knew, it was also my sobriety, right. in a way, I knew if I drink, You'd you'd lose lose I'd lose the family. Yep. But <clears throat> I went into recovery because I was losing my family, and I didn't want to lose my family, and I lost my soul already. So I was gone. I was just going to say, my, I, I was lost, gone. Right. You know, and I I'm like, I, I don't want yep. to spread this disease any further than I have to my family. That's really you unique. Know? That's really unique that... that that I because I hear in the rooms so much. You got to do it for yourself. Got to do it for yourself. You know, and to your point, I lost myself. I, mean, I, I well, got to the point I, where I you just don't give a damn yeah, about yeah, yourself. I, I, right. I think that's the progressive part because as, as I resonate with your story, Bruce, and and I love the whole materialistic. Yeah, right. Because I'm I'm going to the ski shop today. I have a perfect perfect pair of skis, and I'm already thinking. 
hey, I wonder if they have new ones out, right? Yeah, right. I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> the best right? new ones. Yeah. But, but I love how, how Bruce you know, snapped me out of it and said, well, it's be, because serving my family is an absolute critical part Oh, I know that about you. But, 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 you know, when we talk about progressive, I'm looking at Bruce progressively getting down the scale, right? And, and we, we've talked about that recently saying, hey, when, when you're up here, it's like boiling the frog, right? When you're up here... Yeah. You would never, you would never sign up for. Hey, I'm mainlining um, right. alcohol okay. and, and drugs while I'm driving my kid around the car and, and driving with with my knees, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm bringing myself back. When no way would you go from there to signing up for that, right? No, but over no, time, no. it gets worse and worse. But for me, I chose booze over my family. I lost my entire. Oh, I, I lost, and and because and and I knew it, and I'm like. Well, you know, my dogs won't talk to me. Well, they're kind of pains in the answers anyhow, right? And yeah, you not really. You reframe it, yeah. But that's how I. That's how you justify it, right? And and I'm like, ah, this booze is more important. They're not doing anything for me. This booze is doing something for me. Well, that's why I said that. Once you get into recovery, you have to choose something besides the drug or the drink. Is that was my main priority. That was my number one drive. Now that I'm in recovery, I have to find something new to be my number one drive to help me to get through the steps i love it you know because i have to have a purpose yep. of my life i love that p word you know and uh and i you know i it, it could be materialistic <clears throat> things it could be my own ego and be the best at what i can be in the position at work or whatever i want it to be but i you know i really had to narrow it down and and understand that you know, my family is is going to be the most important thing to me, along with my sobriety. I don't want to lose either, and I know they're closely, you know, connected. I I remember my kid having like his when I was first into recovery. I think it was like his maybe fifth or sixth birthday, and we had a party at the house, and I was brand new into sobriety. Everybody's drinking, sure. having a good time, and I had to leave the house, and I had to walk up to my son and say, "Buddy, I." I I, I can't do this. I yeah. got to leave, yeah. you know, and explain to him the sickness that I had. Yeah. You know, it's not that I don't love you. It's just I, I, it, I do love you. And if I stick around, I'm going to get in trouble, yeah. you know, and, and I'm going to be right back where I was before. And if, no, if not worse, and no, yeah, right, you know, you know that. And, right. and so I'll just be gone for a little bit. And I'll come back, you mm-hmm. know. So, so how much did AA play in helping you get new purpose? Uh, I think it played a, a huge role because it it drove me to the point of making that ultimate decision of what is my number one priority in my mm-hmm. life, and it's sobriety and and you know my family, mm-hmm. you know because I didn't I I didn't want to lose either, and I know they talk about you got to do it for yourself, mm-hmm. and I think I am doing it for myself. Oh, absolutely. Selfishly, I don't want to lose right. yeah, my right. life, and yep. I don't want to mm-hmm. lose my family, you know, and yeah. those are the most un- most important things that keep me through the drive. When you're new in sobriety, I think what keeps you through the drive is doing the steps. Right. You know, I'm absolutely. focused on this step, I'm moving on to the next step, but somewhere after that and you get years of of recovery in you yes i work the steps on a daily basis you know individually you know uh, depending on what's going on in my day but what is my ultimate goal besides staying sober like i said you know the drinking is a symptom so i can set the drink down because i did set the drink down when i first came to aa 
I didn't work the steps my first year. I didn't have a sponsor, and I wanted to peel my skin off. Was he miserable, Karen? Oh, oh my gosh. I, wa- I was so, <laughs> literally, I was wanted to peel my skin off, and I, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, wait a minute. I really honestly thought, like most newcomers, if I just don't drink, the problems will resolve. And that's and just what not a, the case. And yeah. it became such a slap in the face to Mom, me. as you feel it. Yeah. You feel yeah. it. Right, right. it became such a rude no escape. slap yeah. in the face when I got to step four that, you know what, buddy? The problem is you. Yeah, look in the mirror, right? It, it is nothing else besides right. you. Karen, I've you got know? a question. He, his, his grandest fear, Bruce's grandest fear, was losing the family. Was he close? Uh, yes, absolutely. I talked to a lawyer, and of course, I talked to every friend I had, <laughs> and everybody said, "Get divorced, yeah. you know, get out of there, you know." And and that's what people, you know, that's what your friends say. They want the best for you, mm-hmm. and I was ashamed, you know, to be in those circumstances. <clears throat> you know, we're both, you know, bright people in the healthcare field, and right. it's just like, how does this happen? You know, how did how is it's just tearing us apart? And he was so. We were both angry, but we were angry for different reasons. Mm. You know, he was he he was like, "Why is this all happening to me?" And I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Why is this all happening to me? I'm like a good person. What did I do mm. to deserve this? And we're trying to raise a son, and it's like, and he'd be trying to explain to our son what what was going on. And I'm like, he's young. You shouldn't be telling him all this stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was just like there's nothing. We didn't agree on anything yeah. as far as when we were very early in our recovery. Nor did I feel that I needed to do anything. I right. thought I was the victim. Right. I was very victimized in this, and I was very angry about it. And I just wanted it to go away. Right. And, and that, that, this is such an interesting dynamic because there's Bruce on the other side of the table saying, I just want to, I wanted this to be closer. I mean, that was his drive to get things closer. But yet the drugs and alcohol were had this pivot point in there. I can't wait to unpack um more of of how you got through this because i'm telling you i get i get goosebumps just the fact that you guys are sitting here that you forged through um this disease and came out on the other side totally I, the uh, sense blows me away the the sense that i get sitting here i mean i first of all th- th- this should be like 10 episodes all no, um, right I mean, we're 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 trying to pack a lot into right. from from a speed perspective, and 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 but the 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 one thing that I I'd like to so I have seventeen things I'm yeah. trying to process here in, in two sentences. So excuse Bruce, me, Barista, can we get a decaf yeah. over here, please? Yeah, so so yeah, no more Celsius. Um, so so Bruce, um, you're still actively involved with AA and working a sober program in AA, you go to meetings, right? Oh, a lot. <laughs> you do, do you sponsor people? A lot. All right. Do you get involved with community and activities and doing stuff? Within AA? Yeah. Yes. Uh, somewhat. Okay. So you're busy in AA, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm real busy. I say my biggest uh, two things are meeting, attending meetings and I sponsor a lot of folks. Okay. So Great. I'm on the awesome. phone a lot of time. So, so you're on the phone a lot of times. It takes time. It takes so. Ditto. I said to my wife the other day. She says, you know, she looked at me. She goes, because because I have some cool stuff that I'm working on, and she's like, she's like, she's like, I am so happy that you're on this path, and 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 she goes, I I I forget the exact words, but I looked at her and I said, the reason that all of this is working today is because of your support. Right. 
I have been with women. Mm-hmm. I, I dated a woman. She was cool on some fronts. She hated AA. She hated the people in AA. She would purposely be late, so I'd be late to my meetings. Well, here's a key, folks. I'm no longer with her. Yeah, right. And I'm with a woman I'm, I've been married to over five years, yeah. you know, who, you know, I mean, she, if I've talked to a sponsee, nothing is more important than me talking to that sponsee. If I go to a meeting, she'll pack my, my bag lunch. Get your ass to a meeting, right? Yeah. If I have to do podcasts at six in the morning, we like to have coffee on the weekends. So what? Go, we'll have coffee when you get back. I mean, and 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 so, you know, Karen, the, the support, because it takes a lot to do that, mm-hmm. right? And and I've been in the wrestling matches where, you know, everything was a problem because I was the the person was being selfish, mm-hmm. and and you have to in in this type and we'll you know I'm looking forward to switching gears and and, and talk about Al-Anon, um, but I mean it, it for me sobriety has to be my life for me sobriety is my number one thing right um, I don't have a relationship with God. I don't have my church relationships. I don't have my family, family relationships. relationships. I don't have my so. I don't have a. I have nothing if I'm not sober. So I do a yeah, ton of things. So so I'm not. But um, no, just the level of support is is really important. And it goes both ways. You know, I support her and her program. Totally. And, which I'm looking. You know, I'm like, I mean, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want to do. You want to go to a meeting tonight, and mm-hmm. I'll cook dinner. I don't care. You know, as long what, as what time's dinner, by the way, and what are you having? Uh, it all depends. <laughs> on I, one day. I like I like Oreos. So yeah. as long as you as long ask as me an, Oreos. ask me an hour before dinner, and I'll tell you what oh, the okay. game plan is. Besides that, I have no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, I'm man. living in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, like to wrap up this session, we're going to jump in. Um, but please come back, you know, next week because uh, I think just I, I think I'm packing how this whole dynamic works on both fronts. Ellen on AA uh, is really special, and we need more people. We need to get the word out that it 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 the, the programs both work. So thank you so much for sharing, Bruce. That's awesome. Good Thanks, stuff, Bruce. man. Thank you, thank, thank you. you, Karen. Yeah. See you next week, guys. Thanks, Karen. Thanks, Bye. Bruce. All right. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.